All right, well, I think we'll just jump right in if you're all ready. Yeah, except are you hiding a mustache behind there that I haven't seen yet? Hiding? I've had it forever. We took about. <gasps> yeah, but I've probably I've always been it. like this. The last <laughs> podcast recording? Okay. <laughs> Look at us, the great Caesar and Cleopatra. What a wonderful cruise of the Nile we are on. I've got to say I really needed this vacation between the wars at home and Rome in Egypt. It can be very stressful. What do you mean, Rome home? I, I, I meant my old home, just like I have my old wife and my old house there. You know, you're my new wife and my new home. Still married to the old one, though, so if we could just keep this baby on the hush-hush, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> what? You've got to be kidding me. I'm not keeping this gift from God a secret. He's going to be the next great ruler of the world, like his ancestor Alexander the Great. Oh, great. Now you've ruined the baby's gender for me. Typical Cleopatra spoiling the ending. You want to complain? It was my evil brother you let escape and instantly rejoin my sister's army. Yeah, but then I fought them and your sister fled and your evil brother's dead now. But you made me marry my weird brother and he's... 12. Can't you just enjoy the cruise for once and stop complaining about your prepubescent sibling husband or my other wife? Just take me home. To my home or to your home? Our home. Right, right, right. No, our home, babe. But also, when we get back, I'm gonna have to leave for a little bit, you know, wars and stuff. Uh, just while you have the baby, I'll be gone. But don't worry, I'll be back when it's not, you know, all gross and stuff. Uh, and the wifey, sorry, the other wife, is not too keen on this baby, the Pharaoh King, especially since she can't have any kids of herself, so, you know, not great for the old self-esteem, but, yeah, anyway, we're going back home. Our home. Cleopatra gives birth to Caesarian, or Little Caesar, on June 23rd, 47 BCE. Via Caesarian? Maybe. <laughs> Come on, little Caesar. We're going to visit your father at his home. Announcing Cleopatra and her brother husband, Ptolemy Fourteenth, with the son of Caesar, little Caesar. Now, we don't know that he's my kid. Cleopatra's a great friend and ally of Rome. What are you doing? My other wife is standing right there. She is right there. I'm not going anywhere. We're all moving in. I'll help you finish your new calendar. And I think you would look good in a crown. Mark Antony attempts to crown Caesar at the annual Roman festival Lupercalia on February 15th. He is mocked. Caesar is assassinated on March 15th, 44 BCE. Cleopatra stays in Rome until mid-April and attempts to have little Caesar recognized as his father's heir, despite Caesar's will, declaring his grandnephew Octavian. Shortly after, Cleopatra poisons her brother and elevates little Caesar to co-ruler of Egypt. Hello, everyone, and welcome to History is a Joke, a podcast where we deep dive into different stories from history. This week, I am joined by Melly and Steffi. Neither of them have heard this. Neither of them have heard the rest of this story before. So they will be asking questions along the way and helping me tell this tale to its fullest comedic effect. Today, we will be discussing Cleopatra Part 2. We dive back into the Roman Civil War following Caesar's assassination. How's everybody doing, by the way? Doing really well, Zach. Thank you for having us. Yes, doing good. Having returned to Egypt with little Caesar, Cleopatra receives letters from Caesar loyalists requesting aid in their struggle for power. 
She attempts to support a little bit of everyone, and soon Octavian, Caesar's recognized heir, and Mark Antony emerge as the two forces, each holding half of the Roman territory. Mark Antony, having previously been interested in Cleopatra when he met her when she was a child, requested a meeting with her. Everyone remember that scene? Yeah, creepy as fuck. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unmarked van vibes, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she yeah. was like, sure. <laughs> Looks great. <laughs> he requested a meeting with Cleopatra. She took him on a cruise. You've won one cruise. Is that just her move? Yeah, like a love cruise. That's what it seems like. Yeah, she. Uh, it, it seems to be her thing. She loves a good cruise. Where there was the Nile, so like, you know. Yeah, I think cruises looked really different. So they were just like, <laughs> like long. <laughs> so they probably were really great. Ignore the few hundred people below rowing. Yeah. <laughs> Aboard her lavish ship, Cleopatra clears up any confusion around who supported who during the Civil War. She wines and dines the Roman generals and starts a relationship with Mark Antony. You know what really turns me on? What? Poisoning my siblings for the purpose of perpetuating my seemingly endless thirst for power. Oh. Would you please kill my evil sister? Mark Antony obliges and has Arsinoe executed. After the cruise, Cleopatra, (laughs) you know, a lot of, she just did not like her siblings. They were all just boom, 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 boom. And, like, Connor loves me, but, but like, would not murder for me. <laughs> so, that's power. <laughs> what about your dogs? He would murder for Wallace. <laughs> he would not murder for me. After the cruise, Cleopatra invites Mark Antony to Alexandria. His invitation is well-received by the citizens of Alexandria. There, he was able to continue the life of luxury he had come accustomed to aboard Cleopatra's vessel. No pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Cleopatra had obviously chosen Antony as her partner because he was considered the most powerful Roman since Caesar. He also held the power to restore former Greek lands, now under Roman control, back to Cleopatra. And she got just that. By 38 BCE, both Cilicia and Cyprus were returned to Egypt. Mark Antony soon leaves for more wars back home the worst of which was started by his Roman wife, Fulvia, no pun intended. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. Yeah, Caesarian, Fulvia. What was the other one? Octavian, like, um, ovarian, like ovarian tubes. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, Octavian, ovarian, yeah, yeah. I think they all had mommy issues. They're all literally stuck in the womb. (laughs) Octavian, Mark Antony's Roman rival, attacks Fulvia, causing her to... Flee, take a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Attacks her Fulvia with full force, (laughs) thrusting. Zach, this is, yeah, this script got spicy. (laughs) This is dirty. This one's dirty. I wrote it late at night. I'm so sorry, everybody. If you couple got so wide later, you're like, yeah, this is fun. The Fulvia, I made that (laughs) She dies trying to reach Mark Antony, who's laughing now. Not me. Meanwhile, in Egypt, Cleopatra gives birth to twins, Alexander Helios and Cleopatra Selene II. The relationship between Antony and Cleopatra devolves when Antony marries Octavian's sister, something Antony did in attempts to reconcile the conflict after the death of Fulvia. How many wives do these guys have? So many. So So many. Especially especially Mark Antony is just a wife guy. Big wife guy. (laughs) He's not trying to casually date. He's trying to spend the rest of his life with you. And only that. (laughs) 
All these power moves and marriages were attempts to get closer and closer to the Egyptian throne, including Octavian and Antony acting in a triumvirate or political alliance, naming the exiled Herod king of Judea. All right, so Cleopatra, I have summoned you here to discuss the many pressing issues that threaten your rulership. Take a look at these puppies. Your twin boys. My boys, my baby boys, I have not seen you, and now you have grown so big. You see, we belong together as a family, little Caesar and our two fat baby boys. Alternatively, I'll just give you some more land. That works too. Back in Rome, Octavian uses public sentiment against Antony. It was not well received that a foreign queen had just received large amounts of former Roman territory, empowering a potential enemy. Possibly seeing a cash-for-babies scam, Cleopatra gives birth to another child of Mark Antony's, Ptolemy Philadelphus. It's just fertile as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Antony's all about the marriages, and Cleopatra's all about the babies. Yeah, good for her. In a large ceremony, Cleopatra bestowed territories to all her children and crowned them each a king or queen. Antony supported this widening and diversification of Cleopatra's power. Antony and Cleopatra may have also been wed during this event. Finally. I feel like these people really just like to party. I feel like it's less about getting married and more like, we could have another event. Think of the war. How fun. (laughs) What follows is a years-long propaganda war between Antony and Octavian, each claiming the other was unfit for duty or running illegal operations, or say, married to multiple women. Mm which even then was a little bit of a scandalous thing, especially because his one wife was Roman. You know, she died, but uh, that was a big deal, is that he's supposed to be this Roman general, he's supposed to be fighting to be ruler of Rome, and he's living with another woman in Egypt. <laughs> it's a little like... And probably sleeping with a bunch of other men, too, right? In that and time. And probably that, too, yeah. A lot of bathhouses. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, there's... I assume that that they were his, but, you know, there's as even how Cleopatra with her father, it wasn't known whether all her siblings were from her mom or he had multiple wives or multiple women in the in the course of his life. Yeah. So it just wasn't known exactly, at least for us nowadays, who's and that is a little bit of the case where Antony claimed the babies. But that's what it says. It doesn't say they were for sure his. It says that he yeah. claimed them. <laughs> and he's away a lot. So, um, yeah. yeah, we don't really know. But, um, yeah, all of the children here, he said that they were his heirs. But that's what he wanted. He wanted to have a child that he could pass this stuff on to anyway. So, yeah, yeah we don't really know for sure. I, I just keep picturing they have, like, one kid that looks completely different. And they're just like, no, this is also mine. I claimed him. He's, he's definitely my kid. <laughs> it was from this propaganda fountain that many of our modern conceptions of Cleopatra come from. Accusations included that Cleopatra had Mark Antony brainwashed, that she destroyed a multi-million dollar pearl at a dinner party just for the fun of it, that she was a direct danger to all of civilization. Damn. But what's worse, the danger to civilization or destroying a pearl just because? I don't know. That sounds like some female Elon Musk shit, if you <laughs> ask me. <laughs> just That's burning that, yes. it down. <laughs> That's a great comparison. She's like the female Elon Musk, where she just was she had like, yeah. so much money. She's like, let's tear it up. Yeah. 
Oh, Ugh. think of all the rockets she'd be launching. Yeah, mm. but they're vessels. They'd probably be fulvia-shaped, though. Yeah, yeah fulvia-shaped <laughs> and only on the Nile. <laughs> Segway to Cleopatra and Antony starting an all-out war on Octavian as they make their move for leadership of Rome. During this time, Cleopatra convinced Antony to divorce Octavia, his Roman wife and sister of his frenemy, Octavian, in retaliation, Octavian steals Antony's will and uses the dirty details of it in their propaganda war. All the lies about his connections and business with Cleopatra and Egypt were on full display after the will was released. This is funny, too, because it's like you don't really think about in the ancient world there being a battle in the press or there being like, no. this is you know, this is them going on you know, uh, the Sunday shows and throwing shade at each other. <laughs> you know, this is interesting, very modern, seemingly very modern yeah. political stuff of like, if people just don't like him, they're not going to want him. You know, you win the war that way. I don't need to kill him with my sword. If no one wants him as ruler of Rome, he's not going to be so ruler true. of Rome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's just very interesting. This is where it began. The actual war between Antony and Octavian was heating up after a series of skirmish losses. All parties engaged in the great naval battle of Actium in Greece on September 2nd, 31 BCE. Cleopatra personally commanded 60 ships in the battle at the mouth of the Ambracian Gulf with her special purple sails. Cleopatra, however, was resigned to the back of the fleet, most likely to minimize her role in the battle. Antony ordered the ships fight with their sails down for ease of mobility. Shortly into the battle, using her sails, Cleopatra blasts through the Roman fleets, either fleeing to save herself or attempting to break the Roman line. Either a hero or, or a complete <laughs> wimp. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and that's, the, that's the difficult thing. And also, you know, just the, the kind of the complication with telling ancient history is we don't really know what's true. There's multiple accounts. Again, this is a lot of this history comes from the Roman propaganda war and the propaganda following her death and the smear campaign. So there's a lot of the worst of her, the worst side. She was fleeing yeah. the battle just to get out of, you know, which is possible. Hmm. But yeah. uh, it, it usually they didn't fight with their sails down. So they usually wouldn't have the ability to say all of a sudden get a wind and go, Wee! across the battlefield <laughs> or the battle water zone. But either way, she charged at the uh, Roman uh, fleet and kind of blasted through it, which could have been a tactic. Um, however, she just kept going. So um, whether it was in heroicism or in uh, whimpery, um, she did not turn around <laughs> and come back. <laughs> she just kept going. I just keep thinking, like, that seems like such an action when someone told you, absolutely, it is not a good idea to just fly and bust through the Roman line. She was like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Well, she busts and then she just keeps going because she's mad. Anthony probably set, made some comment to her before the battle, like, whatever you do, just don't embarrass me don't. bust through the Roman line. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> Antony followed Cleopatra. After boarding her ship, the two sailed away from the battle, silent on their three-day journey to safety. Oh, I love that someone recorded that. They were like, and they spoke not a word to each other <laughs> for three days. <laughs> it was so awkward. The battle continued without them and ended two days later with extreme defections in favor of Octavian. And people don't really know what happened, but, you know, why, I guess, but, but they just both <laughs> sped away and just went all the way back to Egypt and uh, left and just literally left the battle in the mid middle of it 
to the point where their generals and soldiers were just like, uh, okay, well, I don't want to die, so I guess we're on your side now. Yeah. <laughs> and he I gained think, a huge army and, you know, a bunch of soldiers out of it. I think it's, like, the ultimate, like, you have a fight at a dinner party, and then someone's like, we're leaving. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> and then yeah. they just leave. And then they just, like, don't talk in the car on the way home. Like, it's bad. And everyone at the party is like, what the fuck? Like, we all were here together. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever talks about it again because it was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Cleopatra landed back in Egypt, and Octavian claims Athens. Cleopatra begins a campaign to conceal the embarrassment of Actium from the people of Alexandria, largely in fears the truth would cause a rebellion. Antony builds a remote cottage on the island of Pharos, also reeling from the humiliation of the defeat to Octavian. So they kind of just go home and literally, like, he moves out and he's living alone on this <laughs> cabin, just on this yeah. island. I think that you were onto something that he was like, I will leave you if you crash that boat <laughs> one more time, Clea, through that army. I will leave. And then it's uncomfortable because it's not like they're in the middle of the ocean. So it's a three day silent journey back. Mm-hmm. And then he grabs his shit and leaves. Mm-hmm. King Herod of Judea officially joins sides with Octavian, further strengthening Octavian's power against Antony and Cleopatra. It is here that Cleopatra begins to look towards an end. She ruminates on leaving Egypt to Little Caesar and taking a fleet away into the waters, maybe to India. Before she could act, her fleet was burned by pro-Octavian actors. It's just crazy. It's like the parallels are like each side like has their own like sub armies and like burns shit down and like Yeah. Yeah. There's it's and there's spies and there's Yeah, and and all these places are saturated with people who who yeah, had their own beliefs and had and yeah. were pro Roman or pro this one particular Roman in the Civil War. Yeah. She's the ruler of Egypt and Pharaoh and uh and they you know, someone can just burn her car <laughs> in, her, in her garage. <laughs> that is rough. Cleopatra spent the next while preparing for little Caesar to ascend to the Egyptian throne. It is said she begins testing different types of poisons on her servants and prisoners. Oh. <laughs> How fucked up is that? I hate to be a servant. That's a for real midlife crisis right there. Like what? Yeah, like, oh, there wasn't enough suffering. Like there is suffering. Oh, they died. They didn't die. Don't forget to talk to me while it's happening. Describe it to me or I won't know. How's it like to die? Yeah, that's messed up. She, she'd been in a Nuremberg trial for sure. <laughs> in a last plea for her life and safety. Cleopatra asks Octavian to allow Antony to live in Egypt in exile with her children as the rulers of Egypt. She included promises of future payments and sent Octavian gifts. In true drunk voicemail fashion, Cleopatra soon escalated to threatening she would burn herself alive with all her wealth. This threat was not empty as she was indeed constructing a tomb in the approaching event of her death. Which is really interesting because that she was just so power hungry, so I need this land, I need to start this war, I need this army, we need this island, and then it just switches to build me a tomb, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all can deal with it from here. It's, it's just a very so crazy. Yeah, just a very interesting mindset and that it was very, you know, all these babies is her trying to leave this to her kids, trying to continue her reign, quote unquote, through her yeah. children. But it's just such an interesting concept to just work so hard, so focused on the immediate and then switch seemingly so quick to 
I'm building myself a tomb. Y'all can have it or whatever. Good luck. It's hell. <laughs> You're going to fight and, and poison everybody and live a horrible short life and then build yourself a tomb maybe. I don't know. Like, it's just I mean, it sounds it sound, – well, we talked, right? Like, Zach, as we've done some of these <clears throat> podcasts, like we talk a lot about how you kind of are like, that seems like I'm – a true mental health issue. Like you're mm. on the highest of highs, like nothing can stop you. And then you're in a deep depression. So yeah. that truly could be what happened to her, that she's just a, on a low where she's like, I'm all set. Like with this power, I've come back to reality and I'm going to, I'm going to peace out before this gets much worse. Um, Cause yeah. I see the reality of the situation now. So, yeah. well, that's kind of true throughout the story too. Like with all of her different actions where people don't know why she suddenly changes. Yeah. <gasps> Guys. We should diagnose her. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to do that. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's the best kind when they can't speak for themselves. With Antony suspicious of Cleopatra, her suspicious of Antony, and everyone suspicious of Octavian, no deal was ever reached. In the spring of 30 BCE, Octavian invades Egypt with aid from King Herod. He swiftly battles his way to Alexandria. Cleopatra hides inside her tomb with a few servants, poor folks, and sends message to Antony of her death. Upon hearing this news, Antony stabs himself in the stomach. He does not survive. However, before he died, he was brought to Cleopatra's tomb and spoke to her. So he presumably found out she was still alive anyway. What a psychopath. Which is also, I mean, these it's just full of these strange contradictions. She sends word that she is dead, prematurely however it's clearly her intention knowing what he would probably do and then he is brought to her and what was his thought when he's done this and he's like oh what you're still alive (laughs) was that some i don't understand that was some kind of vindictive like one last like fuck you dude jokes on you or what but i when i read that i was like what the fuck People are so fucked. She was like an evil genius. That is like the worst possible thing where she's like, I know he's going to kill himself because he loves me so much, but I'm going to make sure he knows that I'm alive actually as he's leaving this earth. Whoa. And she bought Twitter. Yes. (laughs) Literally. Cleopatra was captured before she could burn herself and all her treasures. Octavian also captured Cleopatra's three children. Upon meeting Octavian, Cleopatra declares, I will not be led in a triumph. When Cleopatra got word from a spy that Octavian would break his promise and take her and her children to Rome, presumably to be paraded and then executed, she prepares her tomb again. It's not clear whether she died inside her tomb or somewhere else in Alexandria, but it is known that her two closest servants, Eris and Charmian, joined her in her journey to the afterlife. Although angered by this outcome, Octavian still had Cleopatra buried next to Antony inside her tomb. Oh, that's that's weirdly sweet for a guy who's done so many terrible things throughout the story. Well, you know, there's a weird honor amongst thieves or whatever you want to call it, where they had weird morals where they'll decapitate your child in a public square, but they'll bury you next to your loved one after they've killed you <laughs> <laughs> or or you whatever how was she captured and then able to just like resume construction you know like does anyone who has a billion dollars ever actually go to prison or whatever a millionaire like no they go to those high security things where they can send text yeah. messages and emails and continue business you know so i think it was probably one of those she had servants who would either sneak a message or 
There was a, 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 a actual way for her to communicate. Yeah. A plethora of spies. She's got money. She knows that, you know, she can spend it. <laughs> she doesn't need yeah. to save it. Um, you know, so I, I imagine it was maybe a little bit of the illicit and maybe a little bit of, of there was she was allowed some letters. Or- Who was the super fucked up guy from in Florida? Epstein. He was able to leave prison on the weekends. <laughs> what? The first time he was arrested. Yeah. He oh, got yeah. Out. When they first got him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah oh, he yeah. Was well, just he- like got yeah. to hang out on the weekend. He's a billionaire. So that's probably when he, he was preparing his tomb. Cleopatra's personal physician did not explain her cause of death. However, small holes were found in her arm, possibly due to a poison needle or, as held in popular culture, a venomous snake bite. Okay, how badass is that, though? Right? It's really badass. I don't see her going down any other way, either. Just holding a cobra up to your face? Yep. In her final moments, Cleopatra sends little Caesar away to possibly India. Just like her dream. Little Caesar would rule as pharaoh of Egypt for 18 days <laughs> when he was captured and executed by Octavian on August 29th, 30 BCE. Her other children were sent to Rome. Some were able to marry and live to see the common era, and some would be executed or lost to history. The Roman province of Egypt was then formed, ending the Hellenistic period of Egypt. Octavian is renamed Augustus, meaning the revered, and establishes himself as the first emperor of Rome. This is the start of the Roman Empire. So wild. It's, this is all pre-Roman Empire. Yeah. And that Cleopatra was, you know, a huge force in it starting and yeah. and, and, and that the and ending the uh, Greek rule of Egypt that had gone on for hundreds of years. So crazy. Starting with her with her great 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 whatever grandpappy Alexander. Mm-hmm. No contemporary images were made of Cleopatra except for coinage, unlike her male counterparts with many large statues depicting their likeness. This is likely why we really have no idea what she looked like. For a long time, her story was buried in Roman propaganda and emphasis on her failures and downfall. In her case, it was true that history was written by the victors and the victors hated Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Weird. I wonder how we got that image then of her. Like, as you can picture, like the classic. Is she Cleopatra. white? Because a lot of it is. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it is, you know, more modern Renaissance era yeah. European depictions. I mean, she was Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she has like she has like olive skin. Yeah, but I don't the, know if she yeah. would have been quite as white as some of the. Um, or, or European looking anyway as some of the, um, but yeah, there, there really isn't. And we don't know, um, which is kind of one of the mysteries, except for like a weird crude profile on a coin, <laughs> you know, and that's yeah, exactly it. with like the short, but yeah, there'd be hair. no way to know, to really discern what she kind of looked like. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of that was sexism of the time and that mm-hmm. it just, like you said, her counterparts you know, would get, they would make all kinds of carvings and, 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 and attempts to capture their likeness. But with her, yeah. it just didn't happen. Yeah, she definitely did things outside of the box. So, um, and then uh, I think the last little mister <laughs> did things outside of the fold. Like great, I love it. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, the other kind of little mystery to this is where she's buried. And we don't have her. We don't know where Antony and Cleopatra are. There was one gal, actually a female archaeologist, 
um, who was doing a lot of research and was, you know, obviously because she was a female in the field, was all of her ideas were um, dismissed and no one thought that she was on to anything. And we don't know for certain, but she's found a tomb that matches some descriptions of what Cleopatra's tomb is supposed to be. And she's been um, excavating it. Exhuming. Uh, trying to exhume for the last couple of years. We don't have any definitive evidence that it is her 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 actual tomb but there are hunches and lots of things pointing toward that it could possibly be it and and this I'll, I'll look her up her name and put it in the thing here but um uh, she's been working on it for a long time and that could possibly wow. be it but still still we don't know because uh i think she wanted to keep it a mystery or at least the romans did possibly afterward out of fear of you know they're trying to move on they now have control of egypt it's a roman um, territory, they they probably don't want people worshiping Cleopatra or going to her grave yeah. and being like, oh, this is the great, you know, we want to bring this back again because the Romans are trying to push that away and move on to something totally different. So um, it could be, yeah, that the Romans kept it a secret and now we don't know. So people are trying to find it, but... So wild. I feel like they would have, like, I mean, it'd be cool if it was around but i feel like if they hated her that much they would have just like someone would have dug it up at some point and destroyed it but maybe not yeah i mean yeah it must have been it must have been a, a really well kept secret cuz yeah if if there's supposed to be all these treasures in there and stuff then you would yep. yeah um and think of all the um exhumed or grave robbed uh tombs that have happened throughout you know in the 1800s and 19 early 1900s when uh, a lot of people were find, refinding these mummies and tombs, and they would just, yeah, uh, they would be just private citizens who would dig it out and take all that stuff. And I hope, though. It would be cool if this was hers. It would be cool, yeah. I'd love that. Then we could ask her if she was fleeing or fighting. <laughs> just give her some water. She'll be a little part. Oh, my gosh. I went seance, and then you guys just immediately, no, we can we can bring her back to life. Just dunk her no, in the No, no, that's and- how that works. <laughs> I was just going to say, when they have to rewrite the history that much, you know, to make you look like you failed, the, she really was a force to be reckoned with. Well, um, All right. yeah, thanks for joining. That's Cleopatra. Thanks, Zach. What's yeah. new? What's new with you guys? What you got coming up? Oh, nothing. No. <laughs> How's school going? I have well, I don't have anything like shared. School's uh insane. It's so intense uh, yeah. to be working full time and to be Ooh. in a master's program. Yep. But it's only 18 months, so uh how about you, Mel? What's coming up? Um working on some sketches, some stand-up stuff. So yeah, at Melly Kazel Comedy. Yeah, well, any final thoughts on Miss Patra? I okay, I did have one thought. So they in the olden days were buried with all these amazing burial goods right and like it looks like a tomb but what what about like years from now when they find just like us what's it gonna be like people were buried what with their tamagotchi like what weird stuff are they gonna find there's probably weird shit in caskets like and like devastating letters so that's what i would like to find we don't really do the servant thing anymore we don't really kill and bury your yourself with your servants that's kind of gone out of out of fashion yeah that's at least in at least in the last 10 years i'd say it's more of an early 2000s kind of a thing that's our show thank you so much to everyone for listening we hope you enjoyed you can reach out at historiesajokepodcast at gmail.com. We are on Instagram at historiesajokepod. You can find us online at lavenderfingerproductions.com. Historiesajokepodcast.
I was thinking the whole time too how depressing it would be for Cleopatra that her son is now a pizza chain. <laughs> <laughs> History's a Joke podcast is supported by listeners like you. Find us on Venmo at History's a Joke. <laughs>